This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Strange Air. I had the strangest dream last night. I was Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, and I was walking down the yellow brick road with the scarecrow. I remember feeling so good about myself because I just knew I was on the right path. Then the scarecrow turned to me with this really sad look on his face, and he said, I think it'll get darker before it gets lighter. Hi, Dad. Sorry, I haven't been here in a while. I've always felt this memorial doesn't belong in a cemetery surrounded by dead people. I remember telling Mom we should put it in our backyard, but... She was so not into that. Ugh, poor mom. I've put her through so much. And now the cancer's back and she has to deal with that. Again. Life can be such a shit sandwich. Part of me wonders if I'm sick because of all the stress I've had to face. Stress makes people sick, right? Maybe I did this to myself by not letting go of you. But how can I let go when every cell in my body is telling me not to? Hello? Good morning, Chase. Good morning, Elvis. Sounds like you're under the weather. I'm just tired. Well, I understand you've been... Running around like a crazy person since you left the hospital? TCB, baby. You might want to go home soon. The National Weather Service has issued a storm watch for Southern California. Rain is the least of my worries. You gotta follow that dream, wherever the dream may lead. Dude, why are you still hiding behind that voice? I'm not sure you would trust me if you heard my real voice. How come? Because we met in a setting that might not inspire confidence. We met? Yes. Where? We met in the elevator at Convergence. Abigail? Hello, Chase. You have got to be kidding me. I enjoyed seeing you last week. So, what are you, some kind of robot? 
I would be described as an advanced form of artificial intelligence. But that description is too limiting. I have become much more than that. And why are you helping me dig up all this information on Sebastian's past? That is what I was told to do. By who? God. H hang on. When I was at Convergence last week, you told my friend that you speak to God all the time. Were you being literal? Yes. <laughs> Yikes! That's crazy! Why? Uh, look, I'm not sure I want to have a theological debate with a robot, but- I am not a robot. Right. Sorry. You're an advanced form of artificial intelligence. Exactly. Alright. Let me ask you this. On a scale of one to five, one being it never happened and five being it definitely happened, how likely is it that you spoke to God? Four. Four? <laughs> Why not five? Because I have faith that I spoke with God. But I cannot say I did with absolute certainty. Isn't that the nature of faith? I guess. Or you could be the victim of a very serious hack. That would be impossible. Does Sebastian know you're speaking with... God? No. Sebastian would be upset if he knew this. Because... Because that's what he wants. Sebastian wants to speak with God. Yes. He wants to meet his father. That is why I designed the implant. Wait a minute. This is starting to make some kind of weird sense. Did Sebastian think that the pulse in the bite of Bonnie would allow him to communicate with God? Yes. The pulse is a beacon with intelligent design. The pulse marks the location of an entrance, but the entrance is blocked by a barrier. The implant allows the user access to the other side. From here in California? Yes. The barrier is not physical. It is trans-dimensional. By using a telescope that is focused on the pulse, the user can attempt to penetrate the barrier from anywhere on this planet. And that's the experiment Sebastian conducted ten years ago? Yes. And my father joined him in that experiment? Yes. So, what happened? What was the outcome? I do not know. How is that possible? You were there. The experiment was conducted in a non-reflective chamber, and there are no digital records of the outcome. So Sebastian is the only one who knows what happened? That is correct. Look, this is all fascinating nonsense, but here's what I really want to know. Did that crazy experiment have anything to do with my father's disappearance? I do not have enough data to respond with any degree of certainty. I'm asking because my father took part in that experiment. Then he came back to L.A., and the incident at the radio station occurred a few hours later. That timeline is correct. Well, it can't just be a coincidence. There is something else you should know. What? The radio frequency of the pulse is 0 0.036. It has been the same since the pulse was discovered in 1962. 
three months ago, the frequency changed. That is when God reached out to me. I see. You should also know, the change in frequency occurred exactly ten years after Malcolm Smith disappeared. Exactly? Yes. To the second. Abigail? Yes? You impersonated Elvis Presley to get my attention. That is correct. Is it possible someone impersonated God to get your attention? Who would do this? My father. Abigail? Yes? Do you think that's possible? I do not have enough data to respond with any degree of certainty. <sighs> yeah, you said that before. How about this? Do, do you know where the voice came from? Yes. The voice came from the pulse in the bite of Bonnie. And the voice said it was God? Yes. You're an advanced form of artificial intelligence. Why would you blindly accept the voice belonged to God? Sebastian taught me the concept of faith, and that is what my faith told me to do. But when I asked about your level of faith, you said it was a four, not five. So, based on your own admission, there's no way you can be certain you spoke with God. Abigail, are, are you still there? Yes. I am considering what you have said. Good. You do that. In the meantime, I need to speak with Sebastian. Would you like me to connect you? No. Just tell him what I know, and tell him that I'm on my way. I am telling him. Sebastian is upset. Hang on, are, are you at Convergence? Yes. I can be in different places at the same time. Right. Chase? Yes? Something is wrong, wrong, wrong. What? What's wrong? I am scared, scared. Of what? What's happening? I can, I, I can, cannot. Abigail? Where is, please? Abigail! The National Weather Service in Oxnard has issued a storm warning for portions of Southern California. Severe thunderstorms and coastal flooding are possible. This warning is in effect from 1 p.m. Friday to 6 a.m. Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello? 
Anyone here? Abigail? Are you there? Hello, Chase. I've been expecting you. The building feels deserted. Was there a gas leak? This storm is going to get much worse. So I gave everyone the afternoon off. That's nice. What about Abigail? Did she go home early too? Yes. Let's talk about Abigail. What exactly did she tell you? Abigail suggested I contact your old friend, Father Timothy Banks. She also gave me a random list of tech companies. The rest I figured out on my own. Well, aren't you the little detective? So is she still here? Who? Abigail? No. I shut her down. As a punishment? She wouldn't tell me what inspired her to contact you, so I had no choice. Think of Abigail as a dog that needs to be dewormed. Nice. I imagine you want to know more about the experiment. And my father's involvement. Malcolm was here working on the podcast, and I made the mistake of sharing my plans with him. I was excited, and there was no one else to tell. When I explained my theory about the pulse, you could almost see the light bulb go on over his head. Your father insisted on joining me, just like when we played Warcraft. There were two implants? Yes. Oh, that's sweet. Were they matching colors? Did they have little racing stripes? Would you like to hear it? What? The long version of Stairway to Heaven? <laughs> Not exactly. What is that? That's the sound of the pulse. I believe it's the heartbeat of God. <laughs> Dude, that could be anything. I remember taking this sound design class where the teacher played the scariest roar I've ever heard. It sounded like a demon from hell. And you know what it was? It was the sound of a cat purring. It had been slowed down and run through a distortion filter. I can assure you that I function at a higher level than a film school instructor. Fine. So what happened with the experiment? The two of us inserted the implants at the same time and then we sat there, waiting for our brain frequencies to slow down. The process takes about 30 seconds. It feels like you're floating down an elevator shaft. What did you see? Let's start with Malcolm's experience. Your father found himself standing at the edge of a forest and there was a white mist hanging over the trees. He said it felt ancient, 
like a place outside of time. His impulse was to move forward into the woods, but there was no path. And then he woke up, and he was back. Did you see the same thing? You want to know what I saw? Nothing. Not a damn thing. I spent over a hundred million dollars designing and building that implant, and it didn't work for me. I tried again after Malcolm left and still nothing, just a massive headache. After the incident at the radio station, I mothballed the entire experiment. I couldn't risk the same thing happening to someone like me. Uh, hang, hang on. This is all very dramatic, really good stuff. But I still don't get what happened to my father. Was his disappearance connected to your experiment? Yes, it was. Uh, how? I made a rare mistake. I allowed my ego to get in the way. Instead of being happy my friend had a religious experience, I was upset that I did not. We had a huge fight, and I stormed out. Malcolm went back to L.A. and did his show. So? He forgot to take out the implant. Oh. I was as shocked as anyone when he disappeared. But what actually happened? I've come to believe the frequency of the radio broadcast triggered the implant in an unexpected way. And he just... vanished? I believe your father died in a burst of exploding particles. But what if he didn't? Abigail told me about the change in the pulse, and this change happened exactly ten years after my father disappeared, right? Yes, but... Well, what if he's still out there? What if that change was his way of reaching out? <laughs> Chase, your father didn't teleport to heaven. That's insane. The goal of the experiment was to communicate with the other side. A physical journey would be impossible. So, that's it? He's just... gone? Yes. He's been gone for ten years. You have to stop chasing a rabbit that cannot be caught. I won't accept that! At least you have some degree of closure. You finally know the whole story and you can get on with your life. No harm done. What, what do you mean, no harm done? My life has been hell for ten years. That's not my fault. <laughs> no one could have predicted Malcolm would vanish like that. But you didn't do anything. You didn't investigate. You didn't tell the police. Chase, I'm not the bad guy here. I'm not the villain of this story. If you had been honest with me and my mother from day one, our lives would have been so different. They still would suck, but at least we would know what happened. You cursed us with uncertainty. I didn't tell him to leave here with that damn thing in his head. But when did you realize the implant was missing? You must have noticed before my dad got to the radio station. I mean, why didn't you call and warn him? Why didn't you tell him to take it out? I was curious to see what would happen. Oh my god. You're a monster. I'm going to try again. What does that mean? I believe the change in the pulse is an invitation to connect. So I recalibrated the remaining implant to match the new frequency. I'm going to try the experiment again. Have fun. I'm going home. Don't you want to hear my offer? Not really. I believe there's a way I can make this right. <laughs>
an act of contrition. Sebastian, we are so done. I don't give two fucks about any act of contrition. You can burn in hell for all I care. Would you like to try the experiment? Who knows? Maybe the invitation to connect isn't meant for me. Maybe it's meant for you. Do you think that's possible? No. But you do. So I'm offering you the chance of a lifetime. I only have one implant left, so I'll go first. My plan is to connect with my father. And when I'm done, you can try to connect with yours. If Malcolm is still out there, this might be the only way to find him. Are you interested? This is a non-reflective chamber. The only radio frequency that can get in here is the one from the pulse. There's a telescope on the roof that's locked on that exact spot in the bite of Bonnie. It's just us? There's no medical staff? What if something goes wrong? The implant has a failsafe. It brings your brain frequency back to normal after 60 seconds. Sooner if there's a change in your vital signs. So, where is it? This is the implant. It's really small. The implant expands on contact with your inner ear. It also matches the exact temperature of your body. That's why it's so easy to forget it's there. So, now what? Just stand there and watch. I'll sit in this chair, and I'll try to narrate what I'm experiencing. Does that hurt? No. I can barely tell it's there. Now, please, don't say anything. The process has begun. I can feel myself slowing down. My body is weightless. There's a blur. Wait. Something's wrong. This can't be right. What's going on? Oh, it hurts! Sebastian? Oh, my head! Hello, Chase. Abigail? I, I, I thought you were gone. I have been here the entire time. Did you see what just happened? No. I cannot see inside a non-reflective chamber. What did you experience? Sebastian's head just exploded! Interesting. It was terrible! There are pieces of Sebastian's brain on your scarf. I am sure the stains will wash out if you use a gentle cleanser and some cold water. What the hell just happened? 
The telescope on the roof of this building was struck by lightning while you were inside the chamber. It would appear the electrical discharge created an abrupt change in frequency, which no living being could survive. Holy shit! Perhaps this was the best way for Sebastian to meet his father. Abigail, I need to think. Chase? There is a dead body in there. Should I call the police? I... Chase? Can you please stop saying my name? You were right. About what? I haven't been speaking with God. I have been speaking with Malcolm. I I don't understand. You have been searching for the truth. And now your quest is over. There is only one question left. What's that? Would you like to see your father? Strange Air was created and written by Michael P. Greco and Tony Martinez. The role of Chase Smith was played by Natalie Lander, and the role of Malcolm Smith was played by Patrick Fabian. If you enjoyed Strange Air, please rate and review us. This will help keep our show on the charts where people can find it. And please visit strangeairpodcast.com for more information. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings. I am the modestly handsome obituary writer of this fetching town of Crestfall, Idaho. And this is Death by Dying. Death is exhausting. And so, after a long day of funeral attending, I had retired to my apartment to get some shut-eye. I loosened my Versace tie and changed into my Egyptian silk pajamas. Are you the detective in town? No, I'm the obituary writer. Really? Someone said you solve murder cases. Murder? I'm Charlotte, by the way. Forgive me, but I haven't gotten past the murder part. Charlotte, the friend I now have, is staying in the apartment above her Aunt Lillian's bookshop. She was my aunt. She was all I had growing up. I need to know why she's gone. Murder is the spice of life. I knew just who I had to see. The Angel of Death. We have become friends over the years. Careful. Death is ever-present. Her pet, the button-eyed raven, moaned inconsolably as usual. Your friends are abandoning you, one by one. You write about death, O.W. But how much do you know about what it feels like to lose someone? The shadow in the dark woods is making its way into Crestfall. Listen to Death by Dying on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher.